0: You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 58. In this episode, I'm speaking to Carol Cox, how to create your core message and deliver a signature talk. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Carol Cox, who helped female entrepreneurs and professionals who want to share their message and become influencers in their field. Carol shares her wisdom and knowledge over her podcast called Speaking Your Brand. You'll find links to Carol Cox and show notes of this episode by going to Sigrun.com forward slash 58. I'm so excited to be here with Carol Cox on The Sigrun Show and Carol was recommended to me by Natalie Ekdal, who was previously on the show and I was sharing with her that at some point I would run out of friends and family and entrepreneurial friends to know to interview and she said, oh, I have a guest for you. Carol uh, is amazing and you need to talk to her. So that's why Carol is here and we've decided
1: to become best friends in 20 minutes. Absolutely, Sigrun. and thank you so much for inviting me on the show. And thank you to Natalie for recommending me. Natalie is a a friend, a mentor, a coach, an all-around amazing person herself. So I have, of
0: course, been checking you out. I need to know my guests, and um, I love what you do in terms of helping people. Uh, you know, let's say, put together their core message and deliver a signature talk, and. As a TEDx speaker, uh, I know this is very needed. Uh, I needed help to create the script for my talk, and uh, it's something that typically an entrepreneur cannot do on their own. But before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about your background and how come it, you do what you do today?
1: Sure. Well, I have a much a very varied background, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners and a lot of entrepreneurs out there have. So originally, my thought was I was going to become an academic. So I went into a PhD program for history, specializing in women's history and gender studies. And after I got my master's degree, I realized that tenure track positions were fewer and farther between than they used to be in previous generations. So that didn't look very enticing. And at the same time, my husband had become a computer programmer. And this was during the dot-com boom of the late 90s and early 2000s. And so he would kind of bring me in to help him work on projects. So I ended ended up learning how to code. And so we created a technology company and started building software applications for a lot of different companies. And that led me into marketing and branding. And then along the way, I would give a lot of presentations. I would listen to a lot of presentations and I realized that there was a need out there for people's presentations and talks to be interesting and compelling to the audience and to use a story framework to deliver that in a way that provides valuable information to the people in the audience, but also showcases the expertise of the person who's doing the presentation.
0: So when you say you are kind of figured out that people had this need, so where, where was your expertise coming in? Was it more practice or did you do some training or, or how come you are the one, the go-to person for this today?
1: A lot of experience. I was on the the speech and debate team in high school. So I I had a lot of practice and, and training back from high school days all the way through college and beyond. I was a part of the Model United Nations Club in college. So we would give speeches and presentations on behalf of the countries that we were supposed to be representing. So I went to New York City one year to do that. And just having given different types of presentations over the years and sitting through too many of them. And I have because I... I have this background in history. I love people, I love research, and I love putting pieces together. And Mm. that's what I'm really good at is excavating people's stories, what makes them who they are, and then taking that and putting that into a presentation that also then is about the work that they do.
0: So putting together a core message, because I I, I was also browsing your website to uh, read about that. It's not just like, oh yeah, here's my story. Uh, you know, how do you find that core message with an entrepreneur? You know, there's so many stories. I'm a storyteller. I love telling stories, but finding that core story, is it, is there one or are there many, or does it depend on the presentation or do you think everyone
1: has like the main story? I think that people have a, what's why I call it a core message of core of who they are. And if you think back to what you were like when you were young. What kinds of activities and interests and hobbies did you have? So, Sigrun, I'm going to ask you, what did you like to do when you were a little girl? I like to be in charge. (laughs) You like to be in charge. And so you probably do that now as an entrepreneur, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what else did you, what other types of things did you like to do? Activities, hobbies? I would be
0: doing drawing and basically presenting, acting, singing.
1: Performing. Performing, yeah. Being on stage. So you like the energy of that, the energy of the crowd, the energy of performing, and that obviously makes sense for what you do now with speaking and your podcasts and being an entrepreneur. So I think for most of us, if we look back to what we like to do, I loved detective stories and that's why I loved history. I love to figure out how has the past shaped the present? So not only on the macro scale, so wars and countries and leaders, but then looking at people's own lives, individual lives, the micro how have how have everything that has happened to you and, and the different careers that we've had, most of us have not had just one career tra- trajectory. We've had many. How has that led us to where we are today? And putting those puzzle pieces together is what helps to formulate your core message. Now that's on the personal level, but then we have to tie it back to the business because that's what's gonna interest our prospective clients. And so if you're very, very new to your business, so if you've just come up with your business idea and you're then to say the first six months to a year, Frankly, it's going to be hard for you to nail your core message because you haven't worked with enough people. You haven't had enough experience working in your business to know who it exactly it is that you're best at helping with. And that's OK, because that's just the process that we all have to go through. Mm. So will you just know when it's the right time
0: that you have worked with enough people to deliver that core message? Or how, how, how does a person know
1: that the time is right? That's a really great question. I haven't thought of that specifically, what the time frame is, but for most of the people that I've worked with and colleagues that I know, it is around that about a year, year and a half into starting the business, just because they've had enough time to develop a process. And that is really the key is that when you're first starting out, and I can speak from my own experience, is that you're working with people and you're you're learning how you best help them, but you haven't done enough of it to see the repeatable process. And in coaching, a lot of times we think coaching is coaching is very personalized, is very customized, but there still should be a process that you're taking your clients through, whether you're making a widget or you're doing a service-based business. And it takes an, about that much time, a year, year and a half to see the process. Once you know the process, then you can see how you, your, you specifically, all of your past has brought you to creating that process.
0: Yeah, so it took me actually three years to develop a process that I teach now in my signature program, but I would say you're pretty right, you know, it probably took me a year or year and a half to develop a process for my coaching program. So let's say you have different processes, different frameworks. The core message is is some combination of all these things. How How would you go about to find
1: that? So usually it takes having someone else help you. And the reason I say that is because you we it's very hard for us. Well, we we physically literally cannot get out of our own heads. And so, and we you need to be able to articulate it out loud to someone else and have them ask questions back to you about what they need clarity on or what they want to dig deeper in. And even though I, I teach entrepreneurship and marketing at a university, I've been doing this for 15 plus years. I still had to hire a business coach to help me because I was too much in my own head. I had dozens of Google Docs with ideas all over the place, but I couldn't see the forest for the trees. And that's why you really need someone to, to, to brainstorm and bounce ideas off of because it, you, you'll you get stuck in your own head too much and you need to be able because people can see things in you that you can't see in yourself, you think it's easy and natural for you to be really good at whatever you're really good at. And so you take it for granted until someone else points it out to you and says, you know, Sigrun, did you know that you're really good at leading and creating something and then following through and and leading a group of people towards a bigger goal? And then you can say, oh, well, that's so easy for me. Of course I do that. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's true. That's very true. So let's say you have figured out what you're really good at, whether you have had a coach or or epiphany, let's say. Uh, do you go back and find stories from your life, how it fits to it? Or how do you discover that core message?
1: Usually I start back how I started with you to when you were young. So yeah. what was it that like you like to do? Because that's when our personalities form. And so I start there. And so in, then I say, okay, then what led you to start your business? And so we'll kind of go through Their career trajectory from schooling all the way to where they are today. And then, what are the pieces that are relevant to maybe what they studied in school or other jobs that they had? And then, why did they start their business specifically? So, we'll go through that and then we'll start to point out okay, these are the common threads. that I see through everything that you do. you've Like for example, there may be someone who has a really strong sports background, maybe when they're in high school and college. And so they're they're starting their own business now, but what did they learn being part of a team or doing all of the work that they did for their sport? How did have that influenced the way that they perform now in their own business?
0: So let's say you find all these defining moments. I'm just thinking myself, yes, I had a defining moment when I was 16 or 11. And then, you know, later in life, I, I, I got I got sick and was got fired from a job for being sick. I was sick uh, seven months. And then, you know, I got another job and then I was fired again. So I was kind of forced into entrepreneurship a little bit. But you could also say I got a kick in the butt uh, to, to become an entrepreneur, something that was my dream before. But let's say you have these defining moments. How do you create a congruent story that isn't uh, just... Bits and pieces of everything? Because I could probably tell you five stories that I think are defining, but that wouldn't make sense if I'm going to give a signature talk.
1: Yes, this is a great question. I think this is, and these are, there's different types of ways that you can approach creating a signature talk or creating your presentation or speech. So if someone has had a very Uh, traumatic is not the right word, but maybe defining, like you said, a very defining moment in their life that could become the basis for the entire talk. But like, for example, I don't have something that a one one big moment in my life that everything has revolved around on. Mm. So instead, when I work with my clients and the and the framework that I've developed is based on Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. Yeah. If, if you've heard of that and some of your listeners may have heard of that. And yeah. so if you think of the movie Star Wars, the Harry Potter movies, the Matrix, all of those are based on the hero's journey. And so what I like to do with my with the framework and the presentations is the story arc is not so much your specific story or there, it, it could be if again, if it's one defining moment, it could be. But it's it's really you're taking the audience on their own hero's journey And you're the guide, you're the Yoda or Obi-Wan Kenobi Mm -hmm. taking your audience, who is Luke Skywalker, on their own hero's journey. And you're using your stories as guidepost, kind of as like a torch where you're lighting the path, you're lighting the way for the audience to see how they can get from where they are today to where they want to go to that better version of themselves.
0: That's great. So I love that you mentioned the hero's journey. I talk about it a lot, but I think my audience doesn't necessarily know what it is. Are you willing to share a little bit what that
1: actually is? Sure. So the very simplified version, Joseph Campbell wrote an entire book on it, a thousand pages probably. So there's a lot of detail to it. But the general gist of it is that you have the hero character who, again, for us as entrepreneurs or speakers, that's the client or that's the people, those are the people in the audience. So the hero character is in their ordinary world. They're just going about their day-to-day life. And something happens, an inciting incident that wakes them up, kind of wakes them out of complacency to say, huh, there must be, there's something's not working here. I want something more. Hmm. So they initially kind of back. they refuse what's called the call to adventure. So there's the refusal of the call where they're like, well, I'm not sure I'm prepared. I'm not ready. And I know a lot of us, especially us women, we tend to think I need more education. I need to get a certification, right? Oh, yeah. So we cut, we put all these obstacles up, but we have to push through that. So then we said, okay, we're ready. We're going to go on this journey. And there's trials and tribulations, there are things that happen that trip us up. And those that's where those guides come in to help us along the way. And so we battle, we fight things, but then we get to that extraordinary world, that better version of our life or our business that we want for ourselves. And, to, and then getting to that better version wasn't easy, but it's really, that's what makes it so rewarding because we got through it. We were able to do it at the end and then we're able to bring back what we learned Back to that ordinary world where we started.
0: It's uh, it's fascinating how I kind of start to think about my own stuff, you know, and that's how it works when you're talking with someone. And when I gave my TEDx talk, I started with a story of a six-year-old uh, that I wanted to write a book. and uh, And then in the end, in the story, I said, well... I'm back here as a six-year-old Golda. I haven't read my book. I'm going to write my book. And I mentioned a few other things about how actually you started, need to start to take action. And some people in the audience would cry because they thought of something that they hadn't done. It was not about me, obviously. It was about finding something for themselves. So I guess that's a part of that hero's journey without me really knowing what that was at that time.
1: Yes, absolutely. And you hit upon something, Sigrun, so important is that you took your personal story, but you universalized it so the audience could see themselves in you. And that's really what we want to do as speakers is that our personal stories, again, are there for for people to be able to connect with us on a personal level. But really what we want them to, to see is that they too have can accomplish the same things or we have faced the same struggles that they have or similar struggles and that for them to see that there is there are possibilities that there are other ways out there
0: so once you have kind of gotten to the core message let's say you pick out a story that has a more defining moment and some people you say don't have a big moment isn't is that more difficult
1: no, it's just a different way of approaching the talk. So I'll give you a couple, a couple of examples. So I helped a client of mine with her TEDx talk earlier this year, and she had a very defining moment in her life that happened about 10 years ago. And that became the basis of the work that she does now, really important work. So for her, that story was the central piece of the TEDx talk. And so that worked really well for her. Now, I had another client who I also helped with the TEDx talk, and this was for the same event uh, here in Orlando, Florida, where I live, and she... Uh, works on homelessness. So homelessness here in Central Florida. So for so her, it wasn't her story. That wasn't part of the talk. The talk really was about the story of the homeless people who are on our streets in Orlando and how can we better help them. And she has a process that she uses and all the different roles that she has had over the her career and how she uses that process to tackle really hard problems. So again, two very different ways of approaching, she didn't have a traumatic experience either. She was never homeless herself, but she used other people's stories to highlight the importance of this topic.
0: That's really an important point that you don't need a defining moment. People are like, oh, I don't have a racks to reach a story. What can I tell? Well, you can tell stories of your clients or the people you care about. And I think also small stories, just like this one, you know, that I want to be author at six, like, it's not a horrible moment or anything. It's more like a, maybe a lost opportunity that people then, they wake up and
1: see their own lost opportunities. So they can think back to what did they want to do when they were six or seven or eight years old that they had dreams of and then maybe they forgot about them or for some reason they were steered in a different direction. And now that they're adults, they can go back to that. So what if you have? You have the core message and the message is there. How do you change it into a signature talk? Okay so right so the core message is the foundation really of understanding who you are what you do in your business who you help and how you help them so those are the four components of that core message and then the signature talk again we go back to that framework of the hero's journey and then I take the three act structure and this is a framework that I've developed based on all the research and experience I have had working with my clients and working on my own presentations and so we go through and we we start off with the very beginning act one is you're setting up the situation. So what is going on for your audience? What what dreams do they have? What obstacles are getting in the way? What challenges are they facing, and then what's the real problem underneath? Because generally, when we think of something that we want, there's a challenge, but there's usually a deeper obstacle. It could be mindset, it could be internal issues. There's something else. So you, so you're setting up that tension between what the audience wants, what they think is in the way, but what's really in the way. And in that act one, you're also showcasing your credibility. So who you are, why should the audience listen to you? How can, how are you relevant to them? And then in act two you showcase, okay, this is my idea. This is my process, my methodology, my angle to approach the, those problems that you're having that you want to get through. So they would, whatever that process is that you want to help them with. And then you showcase your stories, client examples, all of that. And then in act three is the resolution. So here's what, here as the speaker, here is the better world that i imagine for you. I hold this vision for you. Here are the next steps to take to make that happen. And I'm a big believer in providing really useful information that the audience can take and go and use on their own with or without you. So if they want to work with you, you have showcased your expertise and who you are and if it's a good fit. So there's ways that they can work with you and then ways that they can do things on their own. Now, most of the time, people will want help <laughs> because that's how we are. So they're going to see you as the expert to come to when they do need that help. And then you so you take them through the external and internal next steps they need to take. And so that's kind of the resolution. Act three is the resolution where you're tying everything up. And then what I like to do is that if you watch really good comedians, they will do what's called called a callback. So the very end of their set, like an hour, an hour and a half in, their last joke will tie back to their very first joke. So every so it's kind of like book bookends. It's anchors on either side. So whatever story started off the presentation, there'll be some reference to it at the very end to really close everything up in a nice package.
0: I love that. And that's what I did in my TEDx talk. Oh,
1: Without oh, knowing good, it. See? Good. <laughs> <laughs> You're a natural Sigrun. So, no, that's, uh, well, that's I got great. help.
0: I have to admit, I got help. Um, yeah, yeah, some of it came naturally, but I do believe that entrepreneurs need to do this work. They need to get an outsider to, to create that core message and have a signature talk. And it's not always about TEDx, it could be even some kind of a webinar that ties into a product you want to sell. Or if you want to do a live event or speak at other people's live event. Uh, And it's not always selling from stage. You kind of, you're just creating that kind of next step without selling, right? In these signature talks.
1: Yes, I I. I'm going to use the word hate. It's a strong word. I hate the phrase selling from the stage <laughs> because, you know, you you if you're around uh, the speaking circuit enough, you'll hear that phrase a lot. And I don't know about you, but sitting in the audience, I don't want to be sold to from a, a conference that I'm going to where I want to get really useful information. Now, of course, you there's ways to embed client examples and, you know, things that you do in your business in a way. But I don't like the, you know, like the very the very out there selling from the stage because I think it turns people off in a lot of ways. And instead, if you showcase who you are as an expert, then people naturally will want to come work with you. And to your point about it's not just TEDx Talks, most of my clients are doing presentations for their businesses. So they want to go to local women's professional groups or entrepreneur groups and give presentations. A lot of them will do workshops, so three hour or half day or full day workshops. And so we'll work together on creating the content for those. Yeah.
0: So this has been absolutely great. Thank you for sharing with us your process, your framework, uh, also the inspiration of the hero's journey that I know a lot of people are using, but I think a lot of people don't know exactly what it is. And I thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being, uh, you know, a stranger and now a friend on my podcast. (laughs) Well, thanks, Natalie again for the introduction. And uh, how do people connect with you?
1: Yeah. So Sagroon, I do have an, a PDF, a free PDF opt-in that actually goes through the framework that I just described here in the episode, but that way they actually, people have it in their hands. So if they go to speakingyourbrand.com slash so your name, your first name, speakingyourbrand.com slash they can get that free PDF there that walks them through that. And then as far as social media, I'm active on mostly Instagram and Twitter, and my handles there are at Carol Morgan Cox. Thank you so much, Carol. And we'll be connecting online again. Thank you. Thank you very much for having
0: me. Want to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to sigrun.com forward slash 58. There you'll also find links to Carol Cox and show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, Please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.